Hello and welcome to the second episode of the RochdaleFC.com podcast. I'm Dean, aka At The Peak, and I'm joined by Chaff. Chaff, how are you, mate? How are you coping with uh, these isolation days? Um, yeah, it's been a struggle this week, if I'm honest. Um, work's been difficult, we're so busy, and uh, yeah, it's just been a bit of a nightmare, really. but never mind. Yeah, it's not a... Uh... It's not the best of times, is it? But hopefully we can bring a smile to some people's faces today because we're going to talk through some of our favourite uh, away days, aren't we, with following Dale? Because I think if there's one thing that I miss at the moment, it's that from football anyway. Like I'm not so much missing the Premier League and, and watching games on telly. I'm really missing just going the game with, with you lot and getting too drunk and uh, celebrating some goals and what have you. So... So yeah. I'll start with like, what's the first? What was your first uh, away game following day? Like, how old were you, and and which game was it that you first went to? It was it was Liverpool in the FA Cup in '96, and I'd have been about eleven, I think, at the time. Um, yeah, I hadn't been away from home before, even though I'd been mithering my dad. And the first one he decided he was going to take me to was Liverpool, and uh, yeah, we got absolutely smashed seven out. Um, off a really strong Liverpool side as well, to be fair. The, the side that they put out that day was really... It should have won something that season, really. Um, like Robbie Fowler, uh, Stan Collymore, Matt Manaman, David James. And, yeah, it was just it was the most one-sided game I think I've ever seen. I think there was um, some unbelievable goals as well, weren't they? Because I remember a few years ago, like have, I had that LFC TV and, and there was like a, a TV show on there that was like, Liverpool's hundred greatest cup goals, and they showed about six of the game the ones from that game. So, yeah, uh, I, I think it's mainly remembered, spread well by Liverpool fans because Ian Rush um, got the record that game. Or oh, I think it was the most amount of FA Cup goals by one player, uh, and he brought the record that day. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, we we were absolutely we were so poor, but some of the goals that they were scoring was they, yeah, they were on a different planet to us. What was the atmosphere like that day? Because it, it was slightly before my time, uh, my time watching football at all. To be honest with you, I would have been only like four or five, and uh, my family weren't really Dale fans like growing up. So it was never, I was never going to be going to games at, at that age. So, like, what was the atmosphere like that day? Like, how many, how many Dale fans were were at Anfield? Um, I can't remember how many we actually took. Um, we took a lot. We took a, a large amount of coaches. Uh, I was on one of those. I think the overall attendance, I think, was around about the thirty thousand mark, um, and we had the the stand opposite the cop, um, and yeah, the atmosphere was really good. I remember, it, obviously, I was quite young at the time, but I just remember it being a very, very different to what we'd, to what I was used to at Scotland. Um, yeah, but it was no, it was a good atmosphere. Nothing, it didn't seem to wane as the goals were going in. It was almost like an expectancy. So yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few like that. The one that stands out for me, um, like a Premier League away away one. Obviously, we've had a few more recently. But uh, do you remember the Charlton game um, around 2004, 2005? Uh, I think I was right in their pickup. Yeah, Grant Holt scored for Dale, and I think it was two 0 to them at the time when he scored. And when we scored, there was like a little 10, 15 minutes where it was like a, a foot like fairly full away end at Premier League ground and it was just like unbelievable atmosphere and then obviously even though Charlton's quality sort of shone through I think it finished 4-1 in the end like just that that 
that was one of my first experiences of like a big ground with Dale, and it was just unreal. Like even though we ended up getting battered, like just those memories that you make, and I'm assuming Liverpool, like even more so before that. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm, with all due respect to Charlton, Liverpool are a, they, they're on a different level. Out in my much, much, much bigger club, and um, yeah, the, the child I do remember that Charlton game actually. As it happens, uh, I went down to that one with my dad. Um, the, the Liverpool game, yeah, it was. Yeah, we got absolutely tainted from start to finish. But yeah, the um, yeah, it was just a, you do get that sometimes where you do get there's a, just such a big difference in quality. Um, but yeah, it's to be expected when you're at a level, isn't it? Well, my first away game followed a similar pattern to be honest, because my my first away game with Dale was um, Blackburn in the League Cup. Um, we it was back when the League Cup was still two legs in every round. Uh, and we got a 1-1 draw at home. Tony Ellis got a late equaliser, if I remember uh, correctly. I remember being like, I, was, I can't remember how old I would have been, maybe like 9 or 10. Um, and I, I, me, me and my granddad only managed to get tickets like in the home end at quite late notice. And we were sat right behind the dugouts and I couldn't see over them, so I could hardly see a thing. And then Ellis got the equaliser and it set it up for like a really exciting away game. But Blackburn at the time had... Um, Damien Duff and uh, David Dunn just coming through. Um, they absolutely tore us to shreds. I think it finished six-one, um, but that was my first, my first like away game watching Dale and like the memories of that night. Again, are the same as that Charlton game for me. Like just the songs and the and the just the general like it's a different, it's a completely different um, experience going watching Dale away, isn't it? Like to to what it is at home, especially for me because I, I I always sit in the main stand, so I don't really like get involved in the atmosphere and singing as much at home games whereas then you go away and obviously being like nine or ten and going to a big ground like Ewood Park and just like singing your heart out even though it was another one of those like nights where the quality against us was like so clear and we weren't a particularly good side at the time either I don't think so um but yeah there's been some there's been some memorable ones against big opposition in more recent years hasn't there as well and um and one of those was uh, the trip up to Newcastle this season. Like, how much did you enjoy that trip? Because I know you hadn't uh, you hadn't been to St James's Park before that one, had you? No, I hadn't. Um, and that's basically what I look for in when the when the fixtures are released. The only thing I ever really look for is when we play Blackpool, and if I'm going to get to go to any new grounds, and because I've done quite a lot of the, the ninety two or ninety one, however however many without Boris, but. Um, yeah, so going to Newcastle um, was yeah something I've wanted to do for a long, long time, and you don't really get many opportunities to do it when you watch Rochdale. So yeah, I was that was brilliant. Couldn't that couldn't have gone any better, mate. Well, apart from the result, obviously, but I still thought we had second half we gave a good account of ourselves. Yeah, I was. I'll be honest. I was like slightly disappointed with the atmosphere that night. I think like obviously the goals came in pretty early, and we looked like well, we 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 were outplayed in those first half an hour 30 minutes and it was partly our own fault from the way we were playing but I was just like slightly disappointed because I feel like what you were talking about before with that Liverpool game um, when fans kept singing even though it was all over it's, it felt a little bit like some of the Dale fans maybe expected better which is perhaps understandable given that we got a draw in the first game and took them to a replay but I don't know I was I'll be honest I, I, I was a little bit disappointed with the Dale fans that night but um, still an unbelievable experience getting to see us play at a ground like that. It's one of my favourite grounds in the country, and like, um, yeah, 
I missed the goal. We'd already left by that point. So I was at work in the morning and we're setting <laughs> off. So <laughs> maybe maybe that would have given me like a slightly better memory of the night. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, definitely, especially given that it was MJ who scored it of all people. <laughs> but going back to that, going back to the Blackburn game, um, I was at that game as well. I remember that. I remember the atmosphere that you're on about. Uh, a lad who I know who no longer lives in this country, um, he took a massive drum with him and sort of manoeuvred himself down to the bottom and just started playing. He wasn't even watching the game. He was just playing to the away end with his back to the game, just banging that drum for the entirety of the game. Um, and I, I do remember the atmosphere being absolutely superb, even though we were getting slaughtered. That's ace, that, because I fully remember that now that you've said it. And I know, I think I know who that person is. So like, next time I speak to them, if it is them, I'll definitely bring that yeah. up. Um, so... What other games stand out from like your first few years watching Dale like going away from home? Because there will have been a few that, that I'm assuming you went to before I was even in the even old enough to be going to away games. Just watch what you're saying here now. Not that one. <laughs> um, um, Halifax away is the first one that comes to mind, um, and I don't mean the one with the Jason Peak overhead kick, although that one's quite fondly remembered as well. Um, I mean the Patrick McCourt, the mercurial Patrick McCourt stoppage time winner. Yeah. And it's memorable for a few different reasons. Um, on the su- It was a Tuesday night game, and on the Sunday before it, I'd broken my wrist playing football. Um, and I went to the game with my arm all slinged up. Um, and as soon as that McCourt goal went in, Everybody decided it'd be really, really funny to jump on me. Uh, and I ended up breaking it in three more places. Oh, it was a, a trip to A&E from the share, but it was absolutely brilliant. Well, I just remember the atmosphere, that whole game was brilliant. Um, and then you don't get many scenes like that at the end as well. And the, just watching McCourt um, doing what he does, I, nothing for 89 minutes. And then just one moment of absolute magic. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's one of the the earlier ones I remember. That's uh, a very fond memory. Halifax is one of those grounds that I've never actually seen us play like a competitive game at, and I'd absolutely love them to get back in the league because when I first started watching Dale, like my favourite players were Jason Peak and Paddy McCourt. So like their two finest crowning moments both came at the Shea, and unfortunately, like at the time, I wasn't really old enough to be being to be like taken along to away games so uh hopefully they'll be back in the league at some point and back in well back in league one because we don't want to be going down and meeting them in league two but uh yeah and then there was another there was another game that you mentioned before when we were like talking about games to speak about in this podcast that was like um I'm not actually sure if it was before I started going to away games or not but it was certainly not one that uh, my dad or granddad was going to take me along too, but you were there. One of the Swansea, how many? Forty-five. It was forty. Well, this it was reported as being forty-five, but it wasn't forty-five. It was forty-four because somebody was uh, reported to have been there and they weren't actually there, and they got the credit for it. <laughs> Who's that? That was uh, I don't, um, you'll know Anthony Kaminskis. I do. Um, it was his dad. His dad was um, was listed as being there. Uh, and, Ant- and Anthony Jr. assures me every single time this gets brought up that he wasn't there. <laughs> uh, he uh, dined out on that for some for quite a number of times that he was one of the 45 and he wasn't. So it was the Swansea 44 officially. <laughs> but yeah, 
that would that was on a Tuesday night, and going all the way down to Swansea on a Tuesday night, you've got to be pretty mad to do that, and to be delighted to come back with a point as well just sums up life as a, a lower league football supporter. Um, I remember the game. I remember well. I remember bits of the game. I remember. Um, they, they had Roberto Martinez in midfield, whereas we had Sean McClure in midfield. And that sort of <laughs> that sort of hammered on the, the, the difference in quality. Um, I think Leo Bertos scored in the first half, and then they equalised with about 10, 15 minutes to go. And we were still thrilled to get a point from it. Yeah, I think that must have been... I would definitely have been going to games at that point, because I definitely remember... Um, seeing Bertos play away from home a couple of times and it's actually you've actually just reminded me of another game which I'll mention in a few minutes by bringing him up but that Swansea game like <laughs> at what point because I'm sure it happened at what point on that day did you think to yourself what am I doing with my life <laughs> probably when we just got there to be perfectly honest and it's a bit late at that point um yeah it was a uh... It's one of them. We've done it hundreds of times, thinking, "Why have we, why have we bothered with this?" Um, but yeah, we do it. We we continue to do it. We will continue to do it after all this is cleared up. We'll be going to games where not many people will. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's what it's all about, and like, absolutely fair play to you for doing that because it's something now because it was in the paper because it was in the Observer and. and it's something that still gets spoken about now, and you just remember, like you just reminded me that we got point that night. I I can't even remember that. I I don't remember the score, but obviously that game is like it's gone down in folklore, and all the people who were there that night were like recognised for the for the commitment, and you're in that, mate. So that's like it's something to it's a badge of honour, isn't it? It's a, it's a weird badge that's of honour, <laughs> but I still use it. Yeah, so you should because this is the thing. The thing is, at the end of the day, like that's an absolute testament to you as a fan and there's so many fans up and down the country who do this sort of thing and I think sometimes they're actually unsung heroes because they're the lifeblood of, lifeblood of clubs like Rochdale like if it weren't for the, these fans that were willing to travel to ridiculous places at ridiculous times of the year then these clubs wouldn't exist and um, I think sometimes they can be the very best ones when there's like hardly anyone there you know what I mean <laughs> like some of the best like away games that I've been to have just been running around completely empty away and celebrating like a last minute goal like so yeah definitely it was bizarre because you had so much space to yourself it's quite it was at the old Swansea ground the Vetch Field yeah um, which was quite a haunting place as it is um, it had cages around it and all sorts proper old school and you had just little, there was loads of space to, to roll about in and then you just like one of them where you score and you celebrate but you're not in danger of hitting anybody else because you've all got your own little space <laughs> and you stand just jumping up and down and running around like lunatics. <laughs> but yeah, no, great. It's, it's, I, love, I love little game like and little away following like that because it creates a story in itself, doesn't it? Exactly, like the fact that there was hardly anyone else there, even if, like I said, the result now, 15 years on, is not important. What is, what's important is that like you were there and there to see it and you have that, like, that that'll always be like remembered as something where like those forty four people who turned up that night, um, like went to the absolute <laughs> ends of of most people's commitment. I think, but fair play yeah. to you, mate. But as much as we love those games when there aren't many, um, 
away fans, like the ones that stand out for me sometimes are the ones where we've absolutely packed out an away end because it doesn't happen very often with Dale. We have we do have a decent following for like our our home attendances, but like one of the games that we mentioned uh, where we did this, I think we sold out our ticket allocation like quite away in advance was Blackpool um, away a few seasons ago. Um, what are your memories of that one? I think we we won two 0 in the end, but like what a day that was from from my memory. Um, I don't have many memories because I was very very drunk yeah. that day. <laughs> and I think it was one of them. We got there, we got to Blackpool for about nine o'clock. As soon as uh, well, went straight into Weatherspoons for a breakfast, uh, and just started drinking very early. Nearly didn't bother with the match because, um, as always, football tends to get in the way of a good sort of knees up. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, I vaguely remember Donald McDermott sort of announcing himself to the Rochdale fans. Yeah, um, I think he, he, he scored early on um, and just spent the entire remainder of the game chanting Viva Donaldo, which I came up with in the um, Manchester bar before the game. Oh, having one of the... that, <laughs> That's one that I'll let you have, mate, because that, that was. Nothing to do with me, so fair play. One chant that you actually did make up, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my memories of that game was like going in the Manchester bar. Um, I hadn't been drinking that morning. I had a couple with you like just before we went in the game. It went into the ground, but like because I hadn't been drinking and I got there like half an hour before everyone was setting up to the ground. It was just it was quite a scene in that Manchester bar. Like everyone was just completely. Absolutely blotto with it. It's one of them when you get in at 12 o'clock and the first thing you get is uh, a round of Sambucas. I love Blackpool away. It's the first away game that I look for um, when they're in our division. Um, I'm absolutely devastated not to be able to go. Um, well, it's, in, it's in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, when we were supposed to be going. Um, gutted that we're not going to be able to go. But yeah, it's one of them things. But yeah, I, I, I love Blackpool away. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Like that, these games that we were meant to be going to at the end of the season. Like one, the thing that I said when the fixtures came out at the start of the season was, look at that end to the campaign that we had. We had Bristol Rovers, uh, Bury before they went bust, obviously. Oh, not bust, but kicked out of the league. Uh, Blackpool, um, Ipswich, which is for me that was the only ground in our league that I hadn't been to already. It's like I'm the same as you. Like that's one of the things I look out for. And then Lincoln, which is a great. A great away day, like a brilliant ground right in the middle of the city. So, like that would have been such a great way to end the season with those games, especially if yeah. it started to look like we were safe. Like we could have had a bit of fun on those games, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of those games that, that I mentioned there that we was that we could have been playing was um, Bristol Rovers, and that's one that has a few memories for me. Uh, I don't think you were there last season for the. Um, when Ethan Hamilton scored? No, I didn't go down. I, I made a, well, early in the week, I decided that, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't afford it. I didn't think we were going to win anyway, so I didn't bother with that one. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a vintage performance, but I've been to um, the Memorial Ground twice now, and both times it's been brilliant. It's been <laughs> Easter weekend. Um, so we stayed over the night before. I had a night out in Bristol, which is a great night out. And then, Dale have picked up two massive wins. One of them um, against, well, obviously against Bristol Rovers, but one of them in the promotion season when Joe Bunny scored um, just the day after a death of a relative, which was like a really emotional moment as he celebrated with his family in the stand. And then 
Matt Lund, I think, got the winner that day. So two like ground out narrow wins that were so important. Like one to one to help us get out of League Two and one to stop us from falling into it. Like so Bristol Bristol Rovers is one place that I'll have like fond memories of for quite a while, I think. I've got, uh, yeah, I've, I've been, a, I think, two or three times down to Bristol Rovers, um, and I think we've won both games, actually. Um, so, yeah, it must be quite a happy hunting ground for us. One away day that we haven't come on to yet that won't be a happy hunting ground in the future because we won't be going back there anytime soon. Uh, Rushton and Diamonds. Now, this was a horrible season from my memory, um, but I think you know which game I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, the draw um, where we scored in stoppage time. Yeah, Chris Dagnall. So I've got a pretty vivid memory of this one because I was still fairly young at the time. Um, the, me, me, my dad, and my mate set off. We put the wrong where well, we had the wrong ground marked on the map to get there. So we ended up at Sixfields. We made our way from Sixfields to uh, is it was it Neen Park? Was that what it was called? It was, yeah, yeah. We made our way there, missed the first half. Um, well, I think there was maybe 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes in the first half. By the time we got to the ground, the turnstiles were shut. We had to pay a steward to let us in. Um, <laughs> my dad didn't know that you weren't allowed uh, to drink and view the pitch. So he's gone to the bar, bought himself a beer and then been told, oh no, you'll have to drink that under the stand. So if he wasn't already livid enough at the fact that we'd uh, made wrong turnings, missed the kickoff, gone to the wrong ground, he then missed the remainder of the first half. Uh, <laughs> and then we go out, second half, Drew Broughton scored quite early on in the second half for Rushton. And then late on, I'm, I was sat on the row behind um, my dad and my, my mate Johnny. And um, when to, across to our right, do you remember the, the Rushton fans? No, I don't. To no. Be there was a group of about 20 Rushton fans who were singing, you're going down with the Torquay for the whole game because it was like a real relegation battle, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think if they'd have won that game, we would have been pretty much down and out. Whereas if yeah. we even got a point, it took us back above them and then Dagnall scored in the last minute. Uh, and I have ran across the stand <laughs> to, towards those 20 fans. I must have only been like 12 or 13, maybe, celebrating yeah. like nobody's business. And I turned around and my dad's just like looking for me, completely lost me. Actually, he turned around <laughs> to celebrate with me and I just pegged it across the stand. <laughs> well, I, I ran down the steps, but it went to go and go the home supporters. It was to go and clean my nose because when the goal went in and we were celebrating, uh, I took an elbow to the face. Yeah. Next thing I know, his blood's pouring from the face onto my white Dale top. Um, and it's believe it or not, the guy who hit me—well, not hit me, but I collided with—is the same guy that I ended up uh, who tackled me when I broke my arm at Halifax. Is exactly the same blow, <laughs> <laughs> and he's bust my nose. And I'm running down the, the steps to go and clean up. A steward thinks I've been fighting. Uh, grabs hold of me, asking me loads of questions, and I goes into the toilet and cleans up, and yeah, um, bloodstained t-shirt everywhere. But yeah, another another painful, yeah, very very satisfying um, away sort of back point. Some of them, some of the injuries you picked up celebrating goals here, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's <no, sorry. laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> but, Lethal. 
there's not better though, is it? Like you don't even feel it sometimes in the moment. You just like you celebrating a goal, like a last minute winner or equaliser somewhere like that, and then you'll wake up the morning after like, oh, my shins are killing me, like <laughs> booting the the uh, seat in front by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, there weren't as many games around that period that stick out for me, even though that was like the era when I was starting to like first go and watch Dale away. For me, more of them came under Key Phil. And one of Key Phil's standout games um, away from home in his first spell was the win at Southampton. That was one that I wasn't at, but that was that must have been absolutely incredible game to have been at. Oh, it was. You don't go down to places like Southampton expecting to get a point along to come home with three points in the boot and a clean sheet. And the the Gary Jones goal was absolutely outstanding. Um, I think he picks it up from about 25, 30 yards out, puts it straight into the top corner. And the, the Southampton team that day was that some of the players that they had in their side. Ricky Lambert for a start, we all know about. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, plays with pretty much the, the the best football inside in Europe at the minute. Uh, Jason Punchin, Jose Fonte, uh, Morgan Schneiderlin. And yeah, we to come away with three points from that was just absolutely outstanding. I remember Craig Dawson having that unbelievable game. Which well, he did pretty the, much that, every game, did he, at that time? <laughs> pretty much. He, my memories of that were because obviously I wasn't there, but it was um, it was during an international break, if I remember right. So there was no championship and no Premier League. So we were the lead game on the um, EFL highlights later that day. And it just felt like yeah, all of a sudden we were on the big time, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I remember, the, I think there was a bit of a backstory with Southampton as well. I think they were having managerial issues. Um, I can't remember whether it was Adkins uh, who had left or they wanted um, but I think Alan Pardew was in charge uh, and the fans were just getting on the back for the, the whole game. I remember the uh, I remember the Southampton fan who made the video blog. Do you remember that? No, I don't, I don't think oh, I saw that. Oh, mate. You will have done it. You will have done it. You'll have seen it on the forum. I'll, um, I'm, I'm sure someone who's listening will remember the Southampton fan who did a, like a video blog after that game because it was... Up there with one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the internet, to be honest. As with, uh, losing to Rochdale can't be, uh, they can't have had many worse moments on some fans, I wouldn't thought. So, what other games from like Hill's first period stand out for you? Because one, one that I remember that was like one, one of his first away games, even in the first few months that he was at the season, was the absolute thumping that we handed out to Stockport. Oh yeah, that is, that might actually be my favourite away game, because um, we were just absolutely unbelievable that day. And then we were we were 4-0 up within about after about fifteen minutes. Um, I think Glenn Murray got a couple. I think um, I lost got a couple. Alan Goodall scored two. I think Adam, Yeah, I think Alan Goodall scored. I think Rundle scored. He yeah. had to score a penalty. Your head scored one. Yeah, and even the two, um, even even the two Stockport goals came from players that had gone on to play for us as well. To yeah. think, um, I'm almost certain Liam Dickinson will have scored that day and I think Anthony Aldin scored. Yeah. Um, and I remember it was in between, I think LaFonna had just been on loan at Rochdale for his first loan spell and then gone back. I think Gannon had called him back and we were all chanting, you should have stayed with us and stuff like that. And I bet he was thinking, 
yeah, get me get me out of here and get me forward to Rochdale. <laughs> but yeah, what what a performance that was. Yeah, and Daggers coming off the bench as well after I think it might have even been his first game under Hill because he'd been injured for a while and he got on the yeah. score sheet and now I think that was one of those games where in that first six months where we had that feeling that we were going to go on and do something special in the hill, weren't it? Yeah, definitely. Because um, we hadn't seen a lot of football like that. Um, hill brought a whole new mentality to to the football club. This, that no fear attitude um, was like the main sort of mantra that we that we went with, and it was just absolutely unbelievable to see, considering the amount of rubbish that we'd seen in the years leading up to it. It it wasn't like it was an unbelievable time to be following Dale. That for me, like that six months, it felt like oh, we've gone from being one of the worst teams in the league every season to like God knows what could happen under this guy because we're actually starting to play some proper football now. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And one of the, well, for me, the, my favourite time watching Dale was a second promotion season uh, when Hill came back. Um, I was up at uni at the time, but that season, it was my third year at uni and all I was doing every weekend was getting the coach um, getting the coach to somewhere up, up or down the country to watch Dale. And, and the, the key one, obviously, was um, one's promotion had been secured and we all made our way down to Newport for the last game of the season in our pink pants. Yes, the first time I'll ever do any fancy dress, though, I think. <laughs> well, the last time I'll ever do any fancy dress. But yeah, I was decked out in pimp pants as well. Uh, we went down on a minibus um, with some very, very drunken mutual friends <laughs> on that minibus. I think uh, for a brief spell, we were uh, we were champions for a brief, very brief spell. Mate, that that two or three hours before the game, once we'd arrived in Newport, our mate Reese. Um, went into the ground to fall asleep, if you remember. Because <laughs> it was with uh, my uh, mate of ours, Liam, as well, who was, uh, I think he was already fast asleep at that point. It was just fantastic, that, that in that sort of square in Newport Town Centre, everyone in the decked out in the pink pants. And like, even though, yeah, we, we could have won, the, well, we couldn't have won the title that day, I don't think, in the end, because Chesterfield went on and won their game. But like, even though we didn't get the title, like no one was that bothered were they really. I think everyone was just celebrating a, a, like an unbelievable season, a promotion, and that that hour before we set off to the ground was probably better than the game itself when everyone was just outside the spoons, like drinking and singing, and yeah, it just felt like a special day. Yeah, it was a great day. I remember that. It, it, it must have been a special day because I remember George Donnelly scoring. <laughs> not getting more special than that. It's a bit of a and a few of us. Gave uh, Matty Lund a hug afterwards as well outside the ground. He was sort of, I'm not sure what he was doing. He was sort of pottering around outside the ground at full time and he'd missed the penalty and was like quite, quite visibly upset. And a few of us went over and gave him a hug and told him like, look mate, if it weren't for your performances over the season, we probably wouldn't have even been getting promoted. So don't worry about, uh, don't worry about that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and one that I have to mention, mate, from the season after, one that you weren't at, I don't think, was um, Orient away. Uh, going down, I think, I can't remember whether we'd already gone down, a goal down when uh, we had a player sent off. I can't even remember who was sent off now, actually. I probably should have double-checked. Uh, <laughs> but we were down 2-1 down, down to 10 men, and Matty Don scored two phenomenal goals, like really brilliant goals, and to come from... To, that, to come from a goal down away from home is always brilliant. When you're down to 10 men, oh, it was an unreal day, that. And um, 
my story from that day is that I nearly didn't get let in because, again, a very drunk mutual friend of ours was walking towards the ground with me. Um, and the steward said, no, you two aren't coming in. Uh, <laughs> I'd only had like two pints at this point, so I was, I was, I was okay. Uh, they sent us away. We were walking to go and get in the home end. And uh, the stewards ran after me and said, you can come in and you can't. So I'm a mutual friend who then went in the home end. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it must I, don't, been... I, don't, I don't even remember that game, to be honest with you. Now that you've mentioned that Matt Doan scored, I do have this vague sort of recollection watching highlights that he, he, he took it out wide and he's he sort of half followed it into the bottom, far bottom corner. Yeah. That's literally the only memory I have of that game. Yeah, both goals for, were quite similar, but opposite ends. Um, and just our, our mate who was in the home end must have had quite a sight because everyone in the away end had the tops off for the last 10, 15 minutes. Me and a few of us stayed down in London and went to watch the Libertines afterwards. So, like, literally, if uh, if Carlsberg did away day, sort of away day for me, that one. Yeah, yeah still overrated, man. Oh, let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> so, like, this season, mate, there's been a couple for me this season that have stood out. Um, we spoke about one in, in quite uh, a lot of detail last week, but that Tranmere game to open the season uh, this season was pretty special, weren't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, th- that's the way to open a season. Um, we don't have many great opening days, uh, and that was that was... Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The whole day was fantastic. It was, it was nice going over to not a million miles away. Um, so it's it's normally a good away trip anyway. Um, the performance that we put on was absolutely brilliant for eighty-five minutes. Uh, we absolutely footballed them to death, as they would have said. Um, the goals that we scored were absolutely outstanding. Uh, Henderson's chip into the far corner is absolutely exquisite and then the team goal for Norrington Davis was just wow absolutely unbelievable goal and the, the whole away day is, from start to finish was just brilliant um, not for drunken reasons like they used to be um, <laughs> but I had my little one with me and uh, my girlfriend and her dad uh, and we just stopped in New Brighton just down the road from Tranmere for the remainder of the day Played about on the beach. Um, yes, great away day. Oh, mate, you can't beat that. Um, and the atmosphere was brilliant that day as well. I mentioned that last week. It, it was one of those like, rare away days where everyone just seemed to be up for it and the performance helped. And I actually watched the game back the other day because it's on iFollow, isn't it, at the minute? Uh, yeah. That third goal is. It might be my favourite Dale goal ever just because it is so rare to see us, to see a League One side yeah. score a goal like that. Like So many little one-touch passes in the build-up. Absolutely love then that we went, goal. We went into the game as one of favourites for relegation and then I think we were all pretty certain we were going to win the league. <laughs> yeah, it was a complete change, of, complete change of attitude over 60 minutes of yeah. football, weren't it? <laughs> that was a surprising thing when I was watching it back, though, is like until we scored uh, the penalty in the first half to go one up, the, like Tramia were the better side, actually. Um, and... Unlike you, I had been uh, having a few beers before and I was just thinking, ah, I don't really remember that. Funny that I don't remember that, but I remember uh, the two magnificent goals he scored in the second half. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, Owen O'Connell having a little bit of a shaky start and then really coming into the game and I thought, oh, we've got a real centre-half here. And then, yeah. obviously, he's gone on to be our best player this season. Yeah, he went off injured with about 10 minutes left and we walked past the the Dale end and the, like there was chance about him and stuff and already it was like yeah this is 
this looks like a really good signing. Um, and the other away game that sticks out from this season is another pretty obvious one, and again, one that we spoke about last week, but how special was it um, seeing Dale almost take Man United all the way? <laughs> yeah, you don't get much closer, do you? Um, I've been waiting for that fixture for 30-odd years, um, with United being my second team and all that. So, yeah, I've, I've waited a long time for that fixture. When it came out, um, yeah, I was absolutely thrilled. And then to actually go and nearly beat them is just magnificent, isn't it? Um, I think we played really well. Uh, against what was a fairly strong United side as well. I know there's a couple of uh, younger players in there, but they had World Cup winners in there. Pogba was in there, um, for example. Uh, the young lad Mason Greenwood was uh, breaking onto the scene. And then the the goal from Luke Matheson is just absolutely outstanding, isn't it? Um, you can't write a better script than that, to be fair. Yeah. 16-year-old lad who's not even a professional at that point. Looks like he's 12 years old. <laughs> And he gets on the end of a volley at Old Trafford. It's just, yeah, absolutely special. That's it, mate. I'm sat here, like, beaming at the minute, just at, at the memory <laughs> of it. Like, absolutely unbelievable day. Like, the whole experience of it. Like, I've been to Old Trafford quite a lot, um, but I, I never really, really expected to get to see Dale there. Uh, and just like singing on the oh, tram and walking down so at Busby Way and just getting in the ground. It was just, yeah, yeah really, really pretty much everything that we dreamed of, I think, when we were like, every time we've been in a cup draw for the last 20 years. Yeah, I, I always want Man United in cup draws and I never thought I'd actually get to see it and then it came out and yeah, absolutely brilliant. Okay. Um, the, the, the atmosphere that night as well, because we were all sort of packed together. I thought the atmosphere that night is probably one of the be- probably the best atmosphere I've ever been involved in. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, for the amount of us that were there as well. And yeah, it was just that, that, absolutely fantastic from start to finish. Yeah, it really wasn't. And, and you said there yourself, like uh, it was a game that you that you'd hope for in cup draws, and there was always three teams for me that I was always looking for, um, and it was Tottenham, my second team, <laughs> Man United, and. Sunderland and I think like if you'd have told me three or four years ago that we'd managed to have, have played all three of those teams away and I'd got to see Dale and all three of those grounds then um, well obviously not at White Hart Lane but at Wembley against Tottenham which actually made it even more special um, I would have Wembley's I would have I wouldn't have believed you to be honest mate and I think that shows like we're, we've been quite lucky over the last few years haven't we Definitely. Uh, we've been lucky this season. We've had some plum ties in cup uh, competitions. Got to go to places where we wouldn't normally go in what order, in otherwise would have been a, a pretty dour season, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, obviously at the moment, um, it's nice to, to have these memories, but the main thing is that hopefully we get to make some more in the not-too-distant future. I know everyone's missing. Uh, the football at the moment, but hopefully we've managed to like bring back some memories and bring a smile to a few people's faces today, mem- remembering some of those games. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping for me before we end. Uh, obviously, this, these these are the first few podcasts that we've done, so thank you for all the feedback last week. Um, any more that you have this week, give us a shout. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and everything. Um, and all that's left for me to say is thanks for joining me, Chaff. No, you're more than welcome. 
So yeah, it's been good reliving the uh, reliving the memories while we haven't got any more to create at the minute. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll think of some new ideas for the next few weeks and hopefully keep these coming and, and keep remembering uh, some of the better times of watching Dale. And like I say, hopefully it won't be too long until we're back, back down at Spotland and watching Dale again. Uh, hopefully, hopefully.